Noom Weight uses psychology to help people everywhere learn about their eating habits. Eating is my love language? Yep, sure is. Uh, I say yes to seconds out of guilt. It's hard to say no to Aunt Jenny's banana pudding. Wait, I do what? Oh, fog eating happens to everybody. What the? We know. It can be a lot to take in. But with the help of Noom Weight, you'll learn the psychology behind your eating habits, how to change them, and get closer to reaching your weight loss goals. Sign up at Noom.com. We're going to be uh, learning Chidush Rabbeinu Chaim HaLevi, Hilchos Tefillah, the second piece. This is on the Rambam Perak Yud Halacha Vav. Uh, the issue that Rab Chaim is exploring here is that the Gemara says, according to one opinion, uh, but we paskin like this, that Tefillas uh, Arvis Rishus, that Mariv is not obligatory, the same way Shachris and Mincha are. Mariv is instead a Rishus, it's optional. Uh, but the Rishonim say that nowadays we are obligated to Davin Marv, and we'll see why. Uh, the question that Rab Chaim wants to know is, once we are obligated to Davin Marv, is it fundamentally different than Shachris and Mincha? Those are a Chova, Marv is different in some way, or did Marv now become the same as Shachris and Mincha? So uh, that's the issue he's going to get into. Uh, the Rambam, he begins with Paskins like this. Mishahaya Omed Betfila V'nizkar Shikvar Hispalel. Someone who is in the middle of davening Shmona Esrei, and they suddenly remember that they already davened this Shmona Esrei. Posek v'afilu be'emtza bracha. So you have to stop right away. You can't keep saying this to Shmona Esrei because it's a bracha levatala. So you uh, stop right in the middle of the bracha. V'im haisat filas arvis. Now let's say it's mariv. Eno posek. Then you don't need to stop, you could finish it up, because to begin with, you davened it assuming that it wasn't a chova. Mariv is optional, so you began it in an optional way, and therefore you're allowed to continue it as a tfilas nidava, as an optional davening, because that was how you began it originally. Okay, Ubasogos Zal Einkan Nachas Ruach. The Ravid writes that the Einkan, he does not agree with this. Uh, the Ravid disagrees. We'll see exactly what he disagrees with. So again, the Rambam's Psak is that if you're davening Shachris or Mincha and you remember that you already davened this, you have to stop immediately. If it's Mariv, you can continue davening because Mariv is anyways a Rishus, the whole thing. So you might as well continue as a Tfilas Rishus. Now, I am because of Mishnah Shapirish Hasogam Mishum Desfirle the Gam Tfilas Arvis Kibluha Chova Vedino Sheposig Beemtza Habracha. The Kesef Mishnah on the Rambam there explains that what is the Ravid's critique? It's that the Ravid holds that since nowadays we accepted Mariv as a Chova, so we all daven Mariv as an obligatory davening. So therefore, Mariv is the same as Shachris and Mincha. You have to stop in the middle because when you started davening in these times, you started davening Mariv as if it was a fully obligatory davening. So Reb Chaim comes to explain what the Rambam holds. And he says that the Rambam holds that even though we accepted Mariv as a Chova, but it's still fundamentally different. And the, the basic idea for the Rambam is that we accepted Mariv as an optional davening, which we have to daven. It's an optional Shmona Esrei, which we are obligated to daven. That might sound like a funny idea, but the idea is that essentially, fundamentally, Mariv is different than Shachris and Mincha. Shachris and Mincha, the Shmona Esrei is obligatory, and we are obligated to daven it. But Mariv, the essence of the Shmona Esrei is that it is still optional, but we have obligated ourselves to daven it. Here's how Reb Chaim puts it. He says, Arvis din reshus in a dava aleha. 
Arvis and Mariv still has an optional, it's essentially optional. The Hadukav Ualachova, this that we accepted it as an obligatory davening, Pirusho Shikavu Choval Atzman Tfilas Rishus Unidav. It means that we accepted to daven a davening which is optional. But the davening remains optional. Because when the Chazal originally set up Mariv, they instituted it as a Nidava, as a Rishus. So it never changed that. So according to the Rambam, to continue davening a Shmona Esrei as an optional davening, as a Nidava, for Shachris and Mincha, that doesn't work because you started it and essentially it's an obligatory davening, it's a chova, and now you're going to try to transition in the middle into Rishus. That wouldn't work. But for Mariv, that would work because Mariv, even though we have to daven it, that's that we have to daven it as people. But the actual davening itself essentially and fundamentally remains a Rishus and an Adava optional, so therefore you can easily just continue in the middle as a Rishus. And the Raivid who disagrees with this, so he he would hold that the, once we accepted Mariv as a Chova, so the whole davening was transformed. The whole Shemona Esrei is now an obligatory davening. It's Chova to begin with. Uh, not only are we obligated, but the Shemona Esrei is essentially a Shemona Esrei of Chova. And therefore, Mariv is the same as Shachris and Mincha. You can't just stop in the middle and continue in an optional, in an Adava way. So that would explain the Machlokas, the Ramam and the Ravid. They're arguing about what the fundamental nature of Mariv is in these days. Now, Reb Chaim brings the two uh, other areas in the Rambam, which are sort of proofs, are also explained according to this, which fit into this understanding of the Rambam. Um, the first is the following. The Rif, when he discusses this halacha, that Mariv is Rishus, it's optional, so he adds in a very important caveat at the end. Uh, he says, That the, this notion that Mariv is optional is only if you never davened it. But once you daven Mariv, you transform it into a chova. And even according to the Manda Amar, even according to the position that Mariv is a Rishus, it's optional, that only means that you don't have to daven it. It's not obligatory to daven. But if you do daven, it's certainly a mitzvah. And based on that, says the Rif, that nowadays we've all accepted it, the custom is to accept it as an ob- obligation to daven, and therefore Mariv is effectively a chova. So the Rif's uh, the first one to introduce that nowadays effectively uh, the whole notion of Mariv being optional is not relevant. Mariv is now a chova, and that's for two reasons. First of all, if you daven it, so then it automatically transforms into a chova. And the second reason is that we've accepted it, the custom is to accept it as a chova. Now, what this means that if you daven it, it transforms into a chova is a, a big machlokas over here between the Rishonim. The Rashba understands that it means that even if you daven Mariv once, it's now obligatory on you for uh, the rest of your life or uh, for a good long while now. So one time davening Mariv uh, makes it, transforms it into obligatory uh, for many, many times now. 
The Ra'ah understands this differently. He disagrees with the Rashba, and he maintains that it means the time you started davening Mariv, for that tefillah itself, it's obligatory. It's a chova. But uh, the next night, it's not a chova anymore. It's only for that one night. When you started it, the next night, it's still Rishus, and once you start davening again, it transforms into chova. Uh, presumably, if you're davening uh, Mariv all the time, the way we do nowadays, it would always be a chova, but uh, night per night, we evaluate it on a night basis. Now, either way, the Rif, uh, according to the Rashva or the Ra'az reading, the Rif is telling us that by simply davening Mariv, it transforms Mariv from Rishus into Chova. Now, Reb Chaim points out that the Rambam, when he quotes the same idea, the Rambam says, uh, Mariv is not obligatory like Shachris um Mincha, uh, but still our custom is to daven, and we've accepted it upon ourselves like a Chova. So uh, the Rambam omits the first argument of the Rif. The Rambam only quotes the second point that Mariv nowadays is obligatory because we customarily accept it as an obligatory davening, as a chova. But the Rambam omits the notion that merely davening mariv transforms it from an optional davening into a chova davening. The Rambam leaves that out. Why does he leave that out? So Rab Chaim explains that according to the Rambam, it's the same thing as we've been explaining. The Rambam holds that mariv, even if it's a chova, even if we are obligated to daven it, the essential nature of mariv doesn't change, and it's still a tefillah rishos. It's still optional. So if you're going to say that merely davening mariv transforms it from rishus into chova, that would seem to imply that the actual davening itself, the Shemona Esrei itself, is transformed and it now becomes a chova type of davening. According to the Rambam, that's not what happens. We merely accept it upon ourselves to daven mariv, and we for ourselves have made it a chova, but the actual nature of the Shemona Esrei itself has not changed, and that's why the Rambam omits any idea that, that merely by davening mariv, the act of davening Mariv is able to transform the Shemona Esrei. Uh, the Raivid would agree with the Rift's position that once you daven Mariv and it becomes a Chova, so now the whole Shemona Esrei is a Chova itself. And so that's why according to the Raivid and the Rift, merely davening uh, Shemona Esrei for Mariv would already transform it into a Chova. Now another uh, instance where the Rambam seems to be Lashitaso is when it comes to davening Mariv early. So the Rambam paskins the following, Tfilas Ha'erev Afal Pishay Nechova the Rambam says that even though Mariv is not obligatory, uh, if you daven it, it has to be daven from the beginning of the night until dawn. That's the time for Mariv. Okay. If you daven um, uh, davening before its proper time, you haven't fulfilled your obligation and you have to daven it again. Now, uh, the Rambam says that on Friday evening, you're allowed to daven Mariv early, even before sunset, before the beginning of the night. Because Mariv is a Rishus. So uh, this idea that we, right, many of us do uh, early Shabbos and we daven Mariv early, that comes from this Rambam. And the Rambam says that that's allowed because Mariv is a Rishus. Uh, says Rab Chaim, this is the Rambam Lashitaso. Even though nowadays Mariv is obligatory, we have to daven Mariv. Uh, but still, Mariv is fundamentally a Rishus, and therefore there are certain leniencies, such as making Shabbos early and davening Mariv early on Friday night.
And uh, the Ravid, sure enough, disagrees over there. He says that, no, you shouldn't just uh, daven Marv early on Friday night just because you want it, only if it's uh, really necessary. So this, we understand, is the Ravid Lashitoso also, because the Ravid and the Rif both hold that Marv nowadays is the exact same thing as Shachris and Mincha. Once we accepted it as obligatory, there is no difference between them. And the same way you shouldn't daven Shachris and Mincha before their time, so in the same way you shouldn't daven Marv on Friday night before it's time. So uh, the argument between the Rambam and the Ravid about making early Shabbos is dependent also on this issue of whether Mariv nowadays is any different than Shachris and Mincha or it's the same. So that's Reb Chaim's key conceptual point over here that he wants to know. Is Mariv nowadays, once it's obligatory, does that mean that the whole nature of Mariv has changed and it's now a chova like any other davening, like Shachris and Mincha? Or does it mean that we as people have accepted to be obligated in Mariv, but the davening itself of Mariv is still fundamentally different than Shachris and Mincha? And he believes this is a machlokas, the Rambam and the Ravid. Uh, the Rambam holds that Mariv is still fundamentally a tfilas reshus and nedava, even though we're, we are obligated. Uh, but the Ravid and the Rif disagree, and they hold that once we be- became obligated, so the whole Mariv transformed into an obligatory davening. Now, Rav Shach in the Aviezri uh, does not believe that this is a valid idea, that Mariv could still be a Rishus, that we are obligated to Davin. And he has a few questions over here. Uh, he asks that we have a uh, concept of Tashlumen. If you miss a Davening, you can make it up. So uh, you're make, you could make up missing Mariv the next morning at Shachris. You would have in a, a double Shmon Esrei. Uh, so that seems to imply that Mariv is obligatory. Because if it's an optional davening, then how are you making it up the next morning? Uh, similarly, let's say you miss Mincha. So the uh, halacha is you could make it up that night. But first you would have to daven Mariv. And only then after that would you daven Mincha. So again, that seems to imply that Mariv is totally obligatory. So, that's, uh, so Rav Shach believes that that side is the correct one, even though Rav Chaim suggests in the Rambam that uh, Mariv is still optional, it's just obligatory to daven in optional davening. Okay, that is the Reb Chaim's analysis of that issue. Now, now he moves on to what exactly the Ravid's critique of the Rambam here was. Now, all of this uh, is the first approach based on the Kesef Mishnah's explanation that the Ravid is disagreeing with the Rambam saying that you shouldn't stop in the middle of Mariv. Uh, but Reb Chaim believes that there's another way to read this Ravid. So he begins with a, a Machlokas Rishonim, and this is a Machlokas about a Machlokas in the Gemara, so it's a little convoluted. But the Gemara in Brachos Daf Chafalef quotes Amr Rabbi Yudam Shmuel Hayaomei B'Tfila V'Nizkar Shehis Palel Posek V'Afilu B'Mtzebracha. Let's say someone's in the middle of davening and they suddenly remember that they already davened, so you stop immediately. That was the halacha that we saw in the Rambam earlier. V'Amr Rabbi Yudam Shmuel His Palel V'Nichnas L'Beis Haknesses Umotzes Tzibor Shemis Palelin Im Yochel Chadish B'Davar Yis Palel V'Im Lav Al Yis Palel. Another ruling from Rabbi Yudam Shmuel that uh, someone already davened, they came into shul and they see. A minion davening. So if they can add something new to their Shmonasre, they can ask for something new, then they can daven again. Uh, but if not, they shouldn't daven. Uh, the Gemara says, why do we need both of these rulings? So uh, So the Gemara says that uh, we needed one in a case where you already started and one in a case where you haven't started yet. But either way, the upshot, according to Shmuel, is that if you can add something into your davening, then you can daven again. Otherwise, you should not be davening again. 
Now, Kosova Riv, Hadar Rabbi Shmolo, Pligad Rabbi Yochanan, Dalvaishi, Spalal Adam Kolayom Kulo. There's another statement in the Gemara from Rabbi Yochanan that Halvai, uh, you know, we wish that people would daven the whole day. So the riff says, even though this seems to disagree with Shmuel, who said that you have to be able to add something new, uh, there's no machlokas between Rabbi Yochanan and Shmuel. Because Rabbi Yochanan, who said that we wish you would daven Shmon Esri all day, that's also gamkin biyochol achadish kamayri v'ilo al yispalol. Rabbi Yochanan was also only talking about if you have a new request that you can add in to your Shmona Esri. So both Rabbi Yochanan and Shmuel agree, according to the riff's reading, that if you can add in to your Shmona something new, then you can daven another Shmona Esrei. Otherwise, you should not be davening a new, another Shmona Esrei. Now, Rashi, though, quotes from the Bahag, the Bal Halachos Gedolos, that in a case of Suffolk, when we're not sure if you davened, so you're allowed to re-daven like Rabbi Yochanan, but if you certainly davened, then you should stop like Rabbi Yudam or Shmuel unless you're able to add something. So Rashi seems to hold very clearly that there is a machlokas in the Gemara here, that Rabbi Yochanan holds... You can continue davening Shmona Esrei or another Shmona Esrei, new Shmona Esrei, even without adding anything. And Rabbi Yudamar Shmuel disagrees and says that you can only daven a new Shmona Esrei if you have something new to add. So there's a machlokas between Rashi and the Rif as to whether or not there's a machlokas between Rabbi Yudamar Shmuel and Rabbi Yochanan, whether you have to add something into your davening in order to daven again or not. Now, what is the Shittas HaRambam? So Rabbi Chaim quotes that the Rambam says, Tfilos elo ein pochsin mehen. You can't daven less than uh, the davenings that are obligated. Aval mosif and alehem, but you are allowed to add on them. Cholosin atfilos shemosif kamo makriv nidavos. Lefichach tzarek lechadesh davar. All of those davenings that you add on your own is as if you're bringing an optional carbon. It's an nidava. Uh, therefore, you have to add something new. So this seems to imply that the Rambam holds exactly like the Rif, that everyone agrees in the Gemara, Rabbi Yochanan and Shmuel, that you have to add something new into your davening, otherwise you can't just add a new davening. So a tefilas nedava has to have a new request in it. Now the Ravid there says on this Rambam, even though you, you can't add anything new, you're allowed to daven. So that's explicitly like this Rashi and the Bahag's position. That uh, Rabbi Yochanan disagrees with Shmuel and he says that you can daven tefilas nedava, you can keep davening tefilas nedava even though you can't add anything. So the Machlokas, the Rif and the Bahag, whether or not according to Rabbi Yochanan you need to add something in order to daven a tefilas nedava is a Machlokas between the Rambam and the Ravid. The Rambam holds that you need to add every time you want to daven a tefilas nedava and the Ravid holds that you do not need to add. Now, to add one more piece to this, and then we'll explain the Ravid's Hasaga here, uh, the Rif explains that when Shmuel said, again, Shmuel had two halachas. One was that if you're in the middle of davening and you remember that you already davened, you have to stop immediately. And the other one was for someone who wants to start davening with a minion that they came into, but they've already davened. So the Rif explains that when the Shmuel said in the first halacha that you have to stop davening immediately, you're in the middle of Shmon Esrei and you remember that you davened, you have to stop immediately. There were two halachas that he was saying. One is that a tefilas nedava, an optional davening, always needs to have a new chiddush. It has to have a new request. And the second halacha is that even with a new request, if you've already started davening, you're already in the middle of your davening and you mistakenly thought that you were davening a tefilas chova, 
even with a new request, you're not allowed to continue as a nedava. So Shmuel holds that not only do you need a new request for every tefilas nedava, but you have to start it as a tefilas nedava. Once you start as a tefilas chova, then there is no way for you to continue anymore as a tefilas nedava. According to the riff, uh, davening cannot be both a chova and a nedava. It, it can't start off as a chova and then transform into a nedava in the middle. Says Rab Chaim that the, the Ravid is, it's possible that he read this totally differently, that he did not read that there's any two separate halachas in Shmuel, but it's all the same halacha. Shmuel holds that you need a new request in your Shmona Esrei. What, the halacha that if you already started davening, you cannot continue as an edava, is a, merely a repetition of that same halacha, the same position that you need a chiddish, you need a new request in your nedava. And the Reb Chaim explains this in two ways. Either Shmuel is talking about a case where you don't have a new request, right? Let's say a guy's in the middle of davening. He thought this was an obligatory Shmon Esrei, and then suddenly he realizes that he already davened, and he doesn't have any new requests to make. So it could be that's Shmuel's case, and in that case, Shmuel said, you have to stop immediately. Uh, but if you would be able to add something new, then you could continue. Or Reb Chaim has another suggestion, which is that Shmuel holds that because you're already in the middle of your Shmona Esrei and you started it thinking that you were obligated to daven, so that is automatically a case where you have nothing new to add. Meaning Shmuel holds that the fact that you began this as a chova is is considered a situation where there's nothing, there's no chiddish, there's no new request, and therefore you have to stop it right in the middle. But either way, the idea of Shmuel, Shmuel only has one basic position over here, which is that every nedava needs a new request, it needs a chiddush, in order to be a valid filas nedava. But there is no halacha, which the rift did have, but according to the rivet, there is no halacha that once it began as a chova, it cannot transform into a nedava because the same Shmona Esrei can't have both Chova and Nedava. The only problem is that this Shmona Esrei, if it started as a Chova, might be considered that it has no new request. All right, so according to this, we now have another machlokus between the Rif and the Raivid, which is that according to the Rif, a Tfilas Chova cannot transform into a Nedava in the middle. And uh, the second thing is that a Nedava always needs a new request. Whereas according to the Raivid, first of all, a Nedava does not always need a new request. You can daven in a dava. And also, something which you started off as a chova can transform into a nedava. Reb Chaim points out that this isn't really a transformation because since you were mistaken, right, you thought that you were supposed to daven a chova, but you actually weren't. So fundamentally, this isn't really a chova. In, in the end, the truth is that it was always in a dava. Uh, Reb Chaim says, Gam shal das chova, even a davening that you started as a chova, imrak ain't a chova, if it turns out it's not a chova, then then the whole thing becomes an nedava. So if it was actually a chova, then according to the Ravid, you couldn't turn it into a nedava. But in this situation, they're talking about someone who thought it was a chova, but it actually uh, turned out to be a nedava the whole time. According to the Ravid, that person can just continue as a nedava, whereas according to the Rif, they could not.
Now, putting these uh, two positions of the Ravid together, Reb Chaim says that you could read the Ravid's critique as much broader than the Kesef Mishnah. The Kesef Mishnah read the Ravid as disagreeing about the Halacha of Mariv. According to the Rambam, you can continue in Mariv, and the Ravid disagrees according to the Kesef Mishnah. But Reb Chaim says that now we can say that the Ravid disagrees on the whole Halacha of the Rambam to begin with. The Rambam says that at Shachris and Mincha you have to stop davening in the middle. And on that the Ravid says, no, there's no such halacha as stopping in the middle when, when you started davening because the Rambam's position, the Rambam's psaq comes from the Rif's reading of the Gemara. The Rif read the Gemara as saying that you always need something new in a tefillah's nedava. So if you can't do something new, then you can't daven in a dava. And the Rif held that according to Shmuel, once you start thinking that it's a chova, you cannot just continue once you realize that this is going to be nedava. But the Ravid disagrees with that. The Ravid holds that we paskin like Rabbi Yochanan. And Rabbi Yochanan holds that you don't need a chiddush, you don't need a new request at all. So according to the Ravid, you're allowed to daven in a dava whenever you want, even if you don't have anything new to add. And according to the Ravid, there was no separate halacha in Shmuel that once you start thinking that it's a chova, you're not allowed to continue as an edava. The whole halacha of Shmuel was just one thing, that you need a chiddush. And once we say that Rabbi Yochanan disagrees with that, and we paskin like Rabbi Yochanan that you do not need to add in any new request. So therefore, the halacha lemaisa, if a person started davening and they thought they were obligated and then they realized they were not, according to the Ravid, they would be allowed to continue without any problem. So the Ravid's critique of the Rambam, he disagrees that you do not need to stop davening, even in Shachris and Mincha. The Machlokis, according to this reading of the Ravid's criticism, is not just about Mariv, but it's about Shachris and Mincha too. Same way the Rambam said that for Mariv you can continue, the Ravid holds that that would be the same halacha for Shachris and Mincha. So uh, at the end of the day, the Kesef Mishnah's reading of the Ravid is that the Ravid holds you should stop davening in the middle, Shachris, Mincha, and Mariv. And Reb Chaim's reading is the polar opposite, that according to the Ravid, you should never stop in the middle, not in Shachris, Mincha, or Mariv. Uh, the Rambam, of course, is clear that you should stop for Shachris and Mincha, but not for Mariv.